If I were to ask you, so what are the best known Proverbs? One of them that first comes to my mind is Proverbs chapter 31. We call it the virtuous woman chapter. And if you remember, at the, at the very last part of Proverbs 31, it says, charm is fleeting and beauty is in vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That, that is a well-known proverb. Another one that comes to my mind, uh, one of the first ones that I, I got to learn as a kid was Proverbs 17:17, 17, 17, which is an easy reference to remember. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born to help in times of adversity. That's a well-known proverb. Um, let's see, an, another one, there's a, a well-known proverb uh, even a fool is considered intelligent if he keeps his mouth shut. Did you know that is a proverb? That is, that is straight out of the Bible. Um, but if, if I were to say, okay, but what's probably the best known proverb? I think we would say probably 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. And so if you have your Bibles... Open it up, Proverbs chapter 3. As we work our way through this wonderful book of the Bible, this is a family series called This is How We Family. And so this morning's sermon is titled, This is How We Trust. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, and, and we'll, then we'll keep reading. And it's because I, I want us to really understand, I mean, as the Lord was teaching me this passage, it, it's easy to say, I trust in the Lord. That is just an easy statement to make. As a matter of fact, if I were to say this morning, if you trust in the Lord, raise your hand. Oh, hands would go up everywhere. Oh, yeah, 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 we, we trust in the Lord. Okay, so how do we know if we really, truly trust in the Lord with all of our heart? Well, the scripture has the answer. The scripture is always its own best commentary. So we're going to read 3, 5, and 6, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And then what's going to follow are three couplets, and a couplet, that's, that's going to be two verses that go together to form a single thought. There are going to be three couplets that follow. Each one of them is an indication of whether or not you truly trust the Lord with all your heart. So here we go. Proverbs 3, let's start reading in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways... Acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. All right, so how do we know if we truly trust? Verse 7, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So that's couplet number one. Here's couplet number two. How do we know if we truly trust in the Lord with all of our heart? Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. All right, so there's the second couplet. Here's the third. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. All right, so that third couplet, we're going to hold that for next Sunday. Father's Day. We're going to look at this third cup with this third evidence of if whether or not we truly trust in the Lord with all of our heart. This morning, I want us to look at the first two. If you truly trust in the Lord, 
verses 7 and 8, 9 and 10. Let's listen to it one more time. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Our Heavenly Father, bless your holy name. Lord, I can't do this without you. Lord, we need you. Father, I pray for the Holy Spirit to fill this room. Lord, I pray that the understanding that we need would come from you the conviction of sin that we need. Lord, revealing areas of our heart that we're holding back from you, that can only come from you. And so, Lord, I pray that someone this morning would be saved. I pray hearts would be recommitted. Lord, add to us and call out from us, and we will give you the praise, the glory, the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. How do you know if you are truly trusting in the Lord with all your heart? Here's the first one intellectual humility. Intellectual humility. Now listen the way that's worded. And if you're wondering, well, I wonder where he gets that. Look at verse seven with me. Be not wise in your own eyes. In other words, intellectual humility. Now please hear this right from the word go. It doesn't mean that we just check our intellect at the door and that God does not want us to use our minds. That's not what it means at all. As a matter of fact, we are supposed to learn. The scripture tells us over and over again, get knowledge in the Lord, gain knowledge, gain understanding. We are supposed to have that, but it's intellectual. It's in my mind. It's humbling it before the Lord. In other words, if we were to put it in a simple phrase, it would be saying to the Lord, Lord, I don't know all the answers, but you do. Intellectual humility. So verse 7 says, be not wise in your own eyes. If you are truly trusting in the Lord, listen, if you're truly trusting in the Lord, then you submit your knowledge to the Lord's knowledge. You submit your understanding to the Lord's understanding, your wisdom to his wisdom. And so let's, let's, let's play this out. You remember any time Jesus was asked a question, he, uh, almost always, he would take them back to creation. He would take them back to God's original design. So in trying to figure out this whole issue of trust, let's go back to the beginning. Genesis chapter 2, God commands Adam. He says, Adam, you are free to eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of life, you're not supposed to eat. Okay, I want to make sure everyone's listening. You're free to eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of life, you're not supposed to eat. If you're thinking, okay, there's something about that that doesn't sound right. It wasn't the tree of life. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what Adam was commanded not to eat of. Adam, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, now in your minds, we're thinking, wait a minute, we're talking about trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Adam, don't 
eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But instead, Adam, by me giving this commandment to you, you trust me. You put your knowledge subservient to my knowledge. Adam, don't eat of that tree. You're free to enjoy every other tree. As a matter of fact, Adam, everything that is created is for God's glory and for man's enjoyment. Adam, enjoy all of this, but that one tree, stay away from. And so, Adam, by staying away from it, here's what you're saying in essence. God, I don't know everything, but you do, and you've told me not to eat of that tree, so I trust you, that you know what's best for me. God, I I want wisdom, but in your wisdom, you've told me not to eat of this. You see, whenever we're faced with a temptation and we give in to it, in essence, here's what we're saying. God, I know better than you do. And so, God, I'm going to take this temptation. I'm going to succumb to this sin because I know better than you do. I know that your word, you have commanded me not to do this, but, God, I think I know better. You see, in the garden, there were two paths that were presented. Adam, don't eat of this tree, for in the day you eat of it, you will surely die. Adam, you're either going to obey or you're going to disobey. Listen again to the scripture. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. There are two paths offered. We're either going to obey the Lord or we're going to take our understanding. We're going to say, God, I think I know better. And so that's why the scripture says, be not wise in your own eyes. In other words, don't think you're all that in a bag of chips. Don't be wise in your own eyes, but instead be wise, what's the other path? In God's eyes. Be wise in God's eyes. That's why the very next phrase says, fear the Lord. Because in Proverbs 1, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Be wise in God's eyes. Isn't it interesting that it also says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then the very next thing it says, and don't lean on your own understanding. Well, what what do we do when we lean? Well, I'm not putting all my weight on this pulpit. I'm just leaning on it. Okay, the scripture says, don't even lean on your own understanding. Sometimes we say, well, I trust God in most things, but there are areas of my life that, to be real honest, I, I don't trust him. And so I'm leaning on my own understanding. And the scripture says, don't even lean on your own understanding. But instead, trust him with all your heart. Let me show you something. In the Hebrew, the Hebrew language and the Arabic language share about 60% similarity. And so in the Hebrew, the word that we have that we translate trust The Arabic counterpart to that word means to throw oneself down upon your face. Now, I'm not going to literally do that right now, but I am going to get down because I want us to understand this. The Arabic counterpart to the Hebrew word for trust means to throw oneself down upon your face. In other words, well, what does that look like? To throw oneself down upon one's face. 
Well, that looks like worship, which means, Lord, instead of exalting me, I'm going to exalt you. And instead of exalting my knowledge, I'm going to exalt your knowledge. It also looks like surrender. So you see, what does that word trust mean? Well, it means, Lord, I worship you. I'm going to set you first above all other things. It means, Lord, I surrender my knowledge unto your knowledge. It looks like servitude. Because, Lord, I'm not here to serve me. I'm here to serve you. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Don't lean on your own understanding. You know what's wrong with our understanding? Well, our understanding, first of all, is limited. We, we see very darkly. We don't see the big picture. During this whole coronavirus thing, there's a lot that's happened in my family that I, I haven't been able to, to share much, just not the right avenue. Uh, about a month ago, my mother fell and broke her hip. And, and so she's had surgery. Uh, she's been in a physical therapy hospital, and now she's in a skilled nursing facility. And uh, she's healthy. She is healthy. She's not in any pain. She feels good. But the physical therapy is, is just not going well at all. She's, we're a month into it, and uh, she's just not advancing. And, and the big part of it is because her understanding is very limited. Right now, my mother has severe dementia. And so everything that they teach her on this day and they're able to get her to do, whenever they come the next day, it's, it's all gone. And so whenever they say, Ms. Melton, we're going to get you in a chair because it will help you not to get pneumonia. My mother doesn't want to get in the chair because it's uncomfortable. It, it hurts to get in bed. It, it's harder to sit up than it is to lay down. And so she doesn't want to do that. And I wish they could say to her, Ms. Melton, we need you to understand that if you'll sit up for two or three hours, it's really going to reduce your likelihood of getting pneumonia. But my mother doesn't understand that. Folks, we are the same way. God says to us, I want you to do this. But Lord, that looks uncomfortable. It looks like it would be hard to do. It will be. But I need you to trust my understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding, but instead trust me. The scripture says acknowledge. Isn't that an amazing word? Because in the Hebrew, it means to know by experience. To know something by experience. As a matter of fact, let me state it in, in an adult way because there are kids in here. It's the same Hebrew verb that's used whenever it says, and Adam knew Eve. It's to know someone by experience. It's to know someone not just with an attitude of the mind, but with action that follows. And so the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Fall face down before him in surrender, in servitude. Fall down before the Lord saying, Lord, I am completely yours. And do it with all your heart. 
And then that heart will result in action. There has got to be feet that go with our faith. One of my favorite Disney movies is Aladdin. And in Aladdin, you remember there's the scene where the princess, Jasmine, has left the palace and she is just out, you know, going through the market and all that. And then she runs into to Aladdin and he shows her where he lives. You know, it's just this part of the top of a building. And so then they're up there and all of a sudden the palace guard crashes in and Aladdin thinks they're after him and Jasmine thinks they're after her. And so the palace guard crashes in and they're, they're trapped. I mean, it is a long ways down out the window. And so if you remember this picture in the movie, I think Aladdin reaches down and he says, do you trust me? Do you trust me? In other words, here's what he's asking. Do you believe that I care for you? Do you believe that I have good intentions for you? Do you believe I know the way out? And so God says to us, do you trust me? If you remember right after that, he says, do you trust me? And she looks up at him kind of puzzled and she says, yes. And she takes him by the hand and he says, then jump! And they go out the window. Okay, now I want you to imagine Jasmine saying, well, I yes, but I'm also going to lean on my own understanding. So I'm going to grab hold of the side of this wall as we jump out. Okay, that's not going to work. That is not going to work. Do you trust me? Yes. Then jump. You submit your mind to my mind. You submit your knowledge to my knowledge. Let your wisdom rest on my wisdom. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll make your path straight. The first way we know that we're truly trusting in the Lord is intellectual humility. Here's the second way. We submit our material wealth to his rule. We submit our material possessions, whatever we make, we submit that to his rule. It's what's stated right here in verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Friends, this is going to be the, one of the toughest lessons for us to hear, but it is so important. How do you know if you are truly trusting the Lord with all your heart? The scripture could not be more plain. Honor God first. Because here's what often we do. It's easy to say, oh, Lord, I do trust you. Yeah, sure, I trust you. And then God says, okay, then do you trust me with the $100 in your bank account? Well, okay, now, God, you may not be aware of, of, all of what I owe on. You may not be aware of that. And God says, do you trust me? How can we be able to trust the Lord with our eternal security if we can't trust him 
with the temporary material possessions that we have? Are we not unable to fully say, Lord, I do trust, Lord, I trust you with my eternal destiny, whether I go to heaven or hell, I'm putting my faith in you, but, but Lord, this job that I've got, I, I can't trust you with that. I can't trust you with who I'm supposed to marry. I can't trust you with the paycheck that I've gotten. I can't trust you with that. But Lord, I, folks, I think if we're unable to trust him with our temporary material possessions, then I'm not for sure we can truly trust him with our eternal destiny. And so I want to show you a picture. This is a, an American alpine ski racer. She's a professional. As a matter of fact, she has won bronze medals. Her name is Danelle Umstead. And Danelle Umstead, uh, when I say she's an alpine ski race professional, she does downhill and slalom. Now, they have clocked her at upwards of 70 miles an hour in downhill skiing. 70 miles per hour. All right, I want to show you the next picture. That's Rob Umstead. That's her husband. And if you're thinking, well, that's kind of weird that he's, he's geared up. Well, that's because I left out something about Danelle. Danelle's blind. Danelle is a professional American alpine downhill and slalom ski racer, 70 miles an hour down the hill, and she's blind. Her husband skis in front of her. They're both equipped with a Bluetooth headset so that he calls out commands every second down the mountain. Up, down, left, right, crouch. Every second, he's calling out commands to her to get her down the mountain. In the interview that that they did with her, she said, I put my life in his hands. She said, we're either going to make it down or it will be a disaster. She said, I am completely dependent upon him. Because he's the only one who can see. And if I were to ask Danielle, Danielle, do you think your husband is good? Yes, absolutely. Do you think he actually has your best intentions at heart? Yes, I do. Do you think he loves you? I do. Do you think he would ever intentionally try to harm you? No, I don't. Folks, we have a God who, he can't lie. And he is so good, he never does anything wrong. And he loves with a perfect love. He sees every option, every aspect, every angle, every contingency that you could ever face in life. He sees them all. He then knows what is the perfect path for you to take and he has the power to make it play out in the way that he wants it to. 
That is our God. And he's saying to you, trust me with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Put your mind under mine and honor me first. You can trust me with your eternal life and you can trust me with the next five minutes that you spend on this earth. You can trust me that I own the cattle on a thousand hills and you can trust me that I'm the one that's given you what's in your checking account right now. You can trust me. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that hearts would change today, Lord, for your name's sake. Father, you are trying to make our path straight. And it comes down to, will we trust you? Will we rely upon you? Will we have confidence in you? And so, Lord, may someone today begin a journey of following Christ. Lord, may there be rededicated lives. Lord, call into this church and call out. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me?